0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tissue Link Americas. This is the July edition. Uh, this is the segment where we go over some of the top stories that are going on both in North America and Latin America. I'm always joined by Hector Hurtado. Hey, Hector, how's it going today?
1: Hi, Brian. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Um, can't believe another month has gone by again. And um, there are some interesting stories that have been coming up. Uh, in relations to tissue, paper towels, you know, even wet wipes. Um, So the market is continually evolving. Um, Just yesterday, we published a a story about, or yesterday, or actually this morning, we published a story about the, the, the restrictions that are not being lifted by the United States government for travel within, you know, the different countries, European nations, even South America, Um, Now word of a Delta variant being more contagious, it just seems that this is another blow maybe to people that were expecting uh, international travel to maybe ease up, especially to Europe, where it's so important for our industry to be able to travel between, you know, Italy and the United States, Mm -hmm. South America, you know, those restrictions are going to be painful for some of our our companies that are involved in our industry. What do you think? How do you see it down in Latin America? Is there any talk, any buzz about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Latin America, they have been a little bit uh, struggling with getting enough vaccines in some countries. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at countries like Chile, for example, they're still in total lockdown. Uh, yeah. And it really depends on the country, right? And Mexico, the opposite. They're a bit more open. Travel, uh, obviously, some of that is driven by tourism. You know, These are countries that rely on heavy tourism. Uh, or economy based on tourism. So Mexico and some of the Caribbean uh, islands, uh, they're a bit more open um, to get uh, visitors uh, from outside. But uh, uh, if the U.S. is closing borders again, obviously these countries will see the the consequence of that, you know, not sure. traveling either for vacation or for business. And if you read the news, uh, even airlines, they report that most of their revenue these days is from... Uh, tourism traveling, not so much yeah. business travel. And over the years, business travel has yielded the most revenue and profit for them. So that's still exactly. lagging uh, quite a bit for them. So we'll see how that develops. Uh, hopefully it turns out for the better with this new variant. But uh, but nonetheless, yeah. I mean, we do see companies uh, making investments, you know, in the region and, uh, and uh, growing. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to speak a few numbers here about Softys or CNPC, uh, one of the biggest companies. Uh, producer in the region, they just surpassed Kimberly-Clark on the uh, market share. Uh, they reported that now they have 21% of the market share in Latin America, wow. and Kimberly-Clark Clark dropped to 19%. Uh, okay. Softies only operates in Latin America. Uh, they do export uh, wood and pulp products all over the world, but the tissue products stay mostly in Latin America. Kimberly-Clark, on the other hand, they're a worldwide company. They're sure. pretty much in every corner of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even with that, uh, Softys, uh took the first spot from them in, in uh, market share. Uh, the other thing is in Chile, they reported uh, an increase on the export of uh, pulp. And uh, they reported that uh, 20% of the exports went to China and 16% to the U.S. And that overall growth was around 11% uh, from previous month. And exports and uh, they also export to Peru, Mexico, and Nigeria uh, that account for 57% of the exp- exports in total, but they did see that growth on, on the export, even though uh, a lot of countries are still struggling with the shipping uh, containers, uh, finding them or getting the, the right timing and price as well, sure, price uh, is- but it's somewhat encouraging to see this news uh, on the growth of exports and um, another big company in the region is a Group of Familia. Uh, they committed $100 million in growth, not only on the tissue sector, but also on the personal care mm-hmm. uh, for feminine uh, pads and the diapers in the region. And uh, again, you see big investments in, in Latin sure. America for, for, from big, medium-sized and small companies uh, in the area. Okay, so you're even seeing the smaller companies, the, the, the investment. They are smaller companies. Uh, obviously, they're not as public with these announcements mm-hmm. as, you know, public companies. Uh, but, uh, sure. but from our, uh, I guess, uh, conversations and, and the dealings in the industry, we do see also smaller uh, converters making investments on equipment yeah. as well. So
0: That brings up an interesting topic that you, were, you brought up just there where you were sharing with the cost of shipping and the raw materials. You know, that, that pricing is still high, though. We are hearing that pulp prices are starting to come down. The idea of of something that's relatively new to me that I've never really heard of before, maybe investigated before, is this idea of shrinkflation Mm -hmm. that's been coming up a lot in the United States. And it's not only affecting tissue, but really, you know, anyone that's making a product out there has to absorb these costs somehow. And I think there's a fear on behalf of of the manufacturer of these products, especially in toilet paper, to pass those costs on to your customer and to shock them. That sticker shock is scary for someone that's paying for toilet paper. You know, toilet paper is kind of a forgotten about luxury that you don't really, it's not really at the forefront of your head every day. You just, you just use it. Right. Uh, So to absorb that sticker shock maybe is, 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 is scaring some of these manufacturers for passing that on to the customer. So now the idea of shrinkflation is we just make the product smaller uh, and still keep the same cost. Um, you know, we won't call any companies out in our in our interview here, but for the sake of of the end user, that's something that's also happening in cereals. It's happening really all across the I board. You. Mm-hmm. There is a lot more competition nowadays, and to lose a customer potentially for five years because you raise the price on them during this this high elevated cost inflation that's going on, it's a big risk. And I'm assuming that they're seeing more of a risk reward and downsizing the product, but keeping the same price. Has that phenomenon occurred in Latin
1: America? Are you seeing that down there? Well, it has happened in the past, uh, regardless of of a pandemic or not uh, for some companies to be able to compete on the market. Mm -hmm. And you will see that mostly on uh, very, very small converters uh, them to be able to, to, you know, have accessible costs and gain some market share, you know, Products will have uh, fewer sheets or smaller size sheets, or you know, lower count, smaller count of rolls, and things like that. Yeah. But uh, but uh, like you mentioned, that's happening not only in tissue but across the board on all products uh, that we have yeah. And uh, in speaking with some of our producers, uh, they have seen increase in raw material and manufacturing costs in general upwards of 20%. Sure. So they are absorbing a lot of this. Uh, some of them have been able to pass only five, six, eight percent. Yeah, users. So you know, there is still a big gap for them to cover, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, obviously, some of them have been forced to maybe you know, maybe maybe they still keep their premium products, but release other products that can be more competitive in terms of a uh, cost, you know, sure. for, for the end sure. user. So so yeah, that that that's inflation that you're mentioning or contraction, as some people call it. Yeah, uh, we've seen in the past, uh, maybe now more so because of the instability that the pandemic has brought. Sure. Uh, With a supply from material and shipping as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think also maybe we haven't heard a lot before is because, I mean, the accessibility we have to information now is just, it's amazing, right? And there's people literally checking these products every day to make sure they're getting what the product is saying they're getting. And if they're not getting it, that's going to be published out there. So there's blogs dedicated to consumers all over the place. And... uh, These companies will be called out for lack of that information. You know, I think it's reasonable for anyone, not only in manufacturing, but me as a consumer as well. Hey, the costs have gone up. Someone has to pay for those costs, but unfortunately the consumer doesn't really care that the manufacturer is having to absorb all these costs. They just want their cheap product. And that's, what's amazing about uh, supply and demand is and competition is, the more competition there is, the more demand that's going to bring the price down, which is, it's healthy and it's bad. So you run a risk reward of raising your prices and not informing your customer. Um, so that's the strategy most of these companies are taking. So they're seeing that more as, as a risk reward for them. They're willing to risk that to be able to pass on some of these costs or absorb some of these costs by lowering the, the, the bulk of their product or the costs associated that go into their product. Um, so we'll, we'll leave inflation alone for now. We'll see how it goes. I believe it is anticipated that these costs are gonna start coming down. We've already been hearing some of these costs starting to come down. Hopefully that trend continues um, as things open up, but we'll see what's going on with the, uh, these different variants of, of the virus. Um,
1: yeah, the virus will play a big role as I see C- yeah. Uh, lots, but a lot of uh, tissue producers, they're forecasting the fourth quarter to somewhat regulate, and, and they're actually looking forward for the first quarter of 2022, okay. where the industry, they hope and predict that it will pick back up uh, with more, sure. I guess, normalized production yeah. costs, raw material, and then be able to, to hopefully go back to pre-pandemic uh, levels. But they, they're aware that the rest of this year, will, they're looking just to stabilize their operations. Yeah. January, come January next year, uh, things are going to be looking that yeah, it's time. It
0: sino- it. It's, it's 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 all about minimizing your losses at this point. You know you're not going to be on the same trend as you were in 2020 because of the, right. the huge demand that spiked. We published an article a couple of days ago about Kimberly Clark's second quarter. It was a 41 percent uh, reduction from the previous yeah. year, which maybe it wasn't it wasn't anticipated to be that big. But you know we are seeing a lot of inventory. You go to any store right now, any Walmart, Costco, tons of product on the shelf. Um, so, you know, we'll see how those things play out. Maybe there's, there'll be a resurgence again and, and demand. Um, but I think, I think the whole industry is just hoping for a normalcy going forward. Let's stabilize the prices. Let's get back to the normal levels of, of demand that were pre-pandemic. Um, so moving on to another a topic that we're excited to talk about at tissue online, Up to this point, we've been only focusing on the supplier to the tissue industry and promoting their marketing activities and promoting their business. Uh, We're going to start getting into product reviews now, which is going to help the manufacturer of the product. So we're still going to give the same support to our suppliers to the industry. But now we're going to help out those companies that are making the toilet paper, making the paper towels, making the napkins. And not only for retail, but away from home as well. So we're going to be launching this here next week uh, with a product review that I did. And please forgive me, this is my first attempt at doing it. And it will get better. It'll be very professional. Um, We're going to start off with the Charmin Forever Roll, which is a product that some of you might have heard of. But the reason I picked that is because it's very, very distinct. It's very unique to the industry. Uh, It is basically a roll. And you'll see this next week as well, but a role that should last you one month as what is what uh, what the Procter & Gamble, Charmin Forever role website claims. Um, so I review that in our first attempt. So what we're gonna do is, is you know if you have a product out there that you would like to uh, highlight or put a spotlight on, contact us. Hector will do, be doing the same thing for Latin America. So for our North American manufacturers that possibly export to Latin America or have some kind of industry in, in, in South America, Hector will be doing the product reviews in Spanish, and uh, I'll be doing them in English for North America. Um, Hector, how do you see it for
1: Latin America? What, you, what, what kind of value could it bring? Well, I did, I did have a chance to take a snake peek at the product review that you did uh, for that Forever Roll. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great opportunity for converters that uh, they want to promote uh, not necessarily a ex- uh, product for export, but a product even for the local market as well. Sure, yeah. uh, Or if they're launching a product with a new technology mm-hmm. a new feature. Uh, we've seen a lot of products uh, lately that they are sustainable, you know, whether on the yes. raw material that they used to make it or the packaging, you know, yeah. uh, it's recyclable or comes from 100% recycled material. So any of these features that they want to uh, promote and make public uh, to their end consumers, uh, we'll yeah. be more than glad to do, to do these product reviews. Contact us uh, and that uh, we can set it up uh, in a way that, that we, uh, I guess, uh, promote the main features that the manufacturer wants to uh, highlight on this sure. product. Like I said, I had a chance to see the product review that you did. I think it's a very interesting product. I think, it, in a way, fuses the or combines the away from home and the retail market in one product. Yeah. Uh, you have a big role going into homes. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, We'll see if this is a trend in the future to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it's a very interesting product that you have chosen.
0: Yeah, I know. I think it'll differentiate your product. If you look at the product directly behind me over here, you can't tell who makes that, right? Yeah. So this is this is a chance. And those are, those are all the same person, same company. So this is a chance to differentiate your products, get it out there. You know, we have our media platforms are on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, up to this point, our, our our main focus was to get our suppliers really noticed on LinkedIn. Now we're going after the end user. We're going after those focus groups of people that are really using the product and getting their attention. So you're gonna see a huge growth in our Facebook, um, our Facebook uh, audience, as well as our Instagram audience and highlighting your product. So again, reach out to us. We'd love to highlight your product. Um, You're going to see a lot of activity based around product reviews as well with our same focus on our suppliers. You know, we're we're growing as a as an organization. Let's put it that way. And we want to incorporate more of the industry and bring that industry together in the Americas. So that's our focus. Hector, once again, thank you so much for your time this month. We look forward to getting together next month and hopefully highlighting more positive news around the industry.
1: Very well. Thank you, Ryan.
0: Thank you. Talk to you next time.